Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Inside the Coach's Headset. I'm your host, Amos Rogan, and when you have a conversation about girls high school basketball here in the upper cumberland one name will always come up when you talk about that and that is the livingston academy head girls basketball coach leslie riddle and she joins us today on inside the coach's headset sponsored by tony smith your shelter insurance agent call tony at 931-528-7079 or visit him at 425 east broad street in cookville for all your insurance needs coach thanks for joining us today thanks for having me this this is a new experience well i'm glad that you're cutting your teeth with us so uh, i really appreciate (laughs) that Uh, coach uh uh one of the things that we always like to ask coaches when we first get started on these podcasts is just some of the influences and some of the things that you've been able to learn over your, your time and your tenure as, as head coach of the lady wildcats. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been teaching and how long you've been coaching, uh, there at Livingston. Um, wow. Um, I've, I've actually just now starting my, my 26th year in coaching. This will be my 19th year at, at Livingston. Um, so been doing this a long, long time. And, uh, you know, I think over the years when, when you first start, you, it's all about wins and losses and, you know, pushing kids to their limits and, and trying to get, you know, get, get one more point or something like that. I think over the years it's, it's turned into more of a, what kind of an adult are you going to create or help create, you know, when you're working with these kids every single day and, and really spending more time with them sometimes than their parents do. So I think, you know, you see the success of the kids that have gone on and, and when they come back and talk to you and they remind you of the things that, that they remember, the things that made a difference to them, it's, it's rarely, you know, the, the win or the loss or something like that. It's, you know, it's the time you you pushed them a little harder than they thought they could they could go, or you or you patted them on the back when they were you know crying so hard they couldn't breathe, and you know it's it's some of those things that they remember. So, you know, I think your perspective changes as you get older, and and uh, as it, as you see more things happen. Absolutely, and uh, a twenty six year career in in coaching is is something that. I know you can be very proud of and look back on some of your former players. If there was one thing that you would hope every single player that has ever sat on your bench could could come back and say and say, Coach Riddle taught me this, what would you hope they would say? That you need to always try to be perfect. We No one's going to be perfect, but I always ask them, you know, do I expect you to be perfect? And their answer is yes. And my follow-up is, if I don't expect it, we'll never even get as close as we can. So, and I and we we talk about that both on the court, in the classroom, in your relationships with your parents, in your relationships with your your boyfriends, even you know, what do I expect? Do I expect you to be perfect? And the answer is yes. So, I think I think that's the one thing that that if they learn anything, I hope that's what 
because that that encompasses a whole lot of things you know the hard work and the working together and the um you know the 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 critical thinking skills and a lot of things are encompassed in, in trying to be perfect. And, you know, the old saying goes, practice makes perfect. And if you don't do it more and more and more to where it just becomes second nature to you, then uh, a, a lot of the, a, a lot of the things that we do as a team sport uh, doesn't really come into fruition. Uh, it's a great point. Uh, one of the things that, that I've always kind of enjoyed uh, about Upper Cumberland sports, and, and it's not just basketball, it's it's anything, is how so many of the coaches that I speak with talk about a family culture and, and how uh, they really look at creating a culture of, of family and, and really bonding with each other. Uh, in, in your time at Livingston, what is one of some of the special things that Livingston Academy specifically does in order to kind of create a, a culture that these players can really buy into? I don't think it's different than, than anyone else out there. You know, what we do, it's you talk about the the, the struggles you're going through, the, the, the hard practices, the, the summer workouts. You talk about all those things and talk about how we're doing this together. And I've got you, your teammates got you, you've got each other, and all these other people aren't doing this. You know, they're at the lake, they're at the movie, they're, they're at home watching TV, and you try to build that, that team unity around, you know, we're doing something really, really special. You're pushing yourself to the limit, and other people aren't willing to do that. Um, but I don't think that's any different, you know, than what other coaches are doing. I mean, you know, we, we go do the team building things. We, we try to do the sleepovers. We do all those little things. But, um, you know, and probably another thing that, that we do, and, and I'm, I'm just, again, I'm sure it's not very different, but um, I've had in the years past, I've had former players come in and do pregame speeches um, at, because, Lord, we've been blessed with so much talent at, at, at Livingston especially and, and great players and players that have gone on to do great things. We, we get them to come in and practice with us at times. We, you know, just try to build that. It's almost a sorority, you know, that mm-hmm. once you've been a Lady Wildcat, you're always a Lady Wildcat and kind of get some of those older, almost legends to come back and, uh, and spend some time with them. And, and then, you know, that's who they want to be in the future. They want to be that person. And what kind of legacy are they going to leave? Are they going to leave the same legacy that that former great player is, or, or are they going to be a little bit lazy? And sometimes those, uh, former players can say things in, a much more effective way than I can. Well, and and speaking on, you know, so many great players that have been at Livingston Academy, uh, the Upper Cumberland is is really known across statewide as being one of the most competitive areas in the state of Tennessee for uh, girls basketball. Why do you think that necessarily is? With you know, obviously Livingston. Uh, Upperman's recent success, you know, Clark Range, a lot of the other areas that we have around here. What, what do you think contributes to the ultimate success of this area in, in, in terms of girls' basketball? Well, I'm, I've been in 26 years, and I can't tell you when it started because it started long before me. Um, but I'll tell you, I was away for seven years, coaching my first seven years um, in East Tennessee, and then I came home for my eighth year to start coaching here, and I realized here 
that you have to be a whole lot better coach here because the coaches work so hard. I mean, you, you've got, we talked about legend players. I mean, look at the coaches around here. I mean, and, and a lot of them have been doing it for a lot of years and coaches here work so hard, you know, whether it's film work or, or summer workouts or skill workouts or, you know, whatever it is. And they've built these traditions that if you want to compete at all, you better, you know, spend those extra hours and, and break down that extra film or two or, or do a little bit more. And I think, you know, over the years, as, as we've tried to compete with one another and, and before me, they tried to compete with one another, the players had to get better. And I think that's why Upper Cumberland is, is that much better, honestly, um, with kids that aren't extreme athletes. You know, now we've got these schools with, you know, 3,000 kids in them, and, and they can choose the extreme athletes. And, you know, some of those we, we can't compete with anymore. Um, we used to, but I think that's probably the biggest difference. And I think it's coaches working hard, and then that attitude of, you know, go that extra mile, it, it rubs off on your players. And with that competitive area, I mean, Livingston is in a super competitive district uh, within uh, this area. Knowing that these student-athletes have to go up game after game up against some of the most toughest competition in the state, uh, how, how how can you consistently motivate them and, and, and really push them to know that you're going to have to face a giant every single game throughout district play? It's really hard. <laughs> and... Um, but they know. Um, they just, you know, as they come in as freshmen, most of them aren't ready to play at that point, um, at the at the correct level, you know. Um, so they learn. They learn that you just got to be there every time, and somebody's gunning for you, or you're gunning for somebody. And, and lately, it's been us gunning for someone else. And um, the best team's going to get everybody else's best game. Uh, and I don't know. I mean. It, I think I think they just grow up in our areas. We're fortunate with that. They grow up in our areas and they want to compete. And you know, if they're willing to do put in the work, then they're going to be motivated. I I've never been one to really think of, that it's the coach's responsibility to really get a kid motivated. Um, I mean, they put in the work. They do all the the hard things. You know, we're we're just kind of there once it's game time and it's time for them to, you know, show off what they've worked for. Um, so I think a lot. I think a lot of that has to be intrinsic. With with the uh, off season, obviously, you know, TWSWA has some restrictions on what you can, what you can and can't do outside right. of, of basketball season. Uh, but the player themselves, you know, they can participate in AAU things like that. How important has that become to the development and the success? of high school programs uh, now versus, say, 15 years ago? Um, I think it's vital. I, I think if, you know, we like to say, if you're not working, there's somebody that is, and they're going to pass you. And it may be another person on your team, or it may be a person in, a, in the neighboring school, but somebody's working, and it is vital. And 
I think we learned our lesson with that because we we had a couple of years where our kids just didn't want to do that and they and they didn't and we lost we lost out. I mean, we've we've gone down a little bit as far as our win loss is. And we've still got great kids that work their tails off, but um wins and losses are they that does matter and it's just got to be an attitude of I want to be in the gym, I want to get better because somebody else is and I'm going to compete. Um yeah, I mean, AAU around here is huge. We've got great coaches working with the kids there, and um, girls are becoming bigger and stronger and using the weight room. And, and that's something that, you know, 20 years ago, it was rare for girls' teams to really work hard in a weight room. Um, some did, but it was pretty rare. So it, it's it's becoming vital that it's a, a year, year-round sport. And, you know, we've always said great players aren't made in a two-hour practice during basketball season. They're made in the summers. Um, but it used to be, too, that kids would go outside on their on their court at home and shoot a 1,000 shots a day and go to the park and play pickup and things like that. But they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So AAU is necessary. And talk a little bit about how the game has changed over your time. I mean, when I, mm-hmm. when I watch – high school girls basketball um back when i was in high school in the dark ages um you know there wasn't a six foot tall girl uh that could just control the boards uh, uh-huh. and, and and really have an inside game you had players and they're great players you had players like kelly jolly out of white county who could uh-huh. hit it from the parking lot uh, uh-huh. you, you had a bunch of kids who could just shoot it from just about anywhere, but it seems like here lately there's more of an inside game that has developed within girls' basketball. Right, and the game is is much more physical. It's it's faster. It's more physical. Um, I think girls' basketball is is right now kind of where boys basketball and probably was in the eighties, you know, we're, they're a lot more athletic. Girls are a lot more athletic. They run the the game is much faster, you know, back before even you're talking about when I was playing, if you touch somebody, it's a foul, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was a different game. It was a, it was a slower pace and you're right. People, people could shoot it. People were great shooters and got a, uh, several shots off. Now that person probably can't compete. I mean, a Kelly Jolly could, obviously, but you know that that kid that was just the shooter—that was her job. You know, she can't compete now because you've got to be able to, you know, slice and dice and break somebody down and get to the rim. It's it's a very different game, and I think that's why you have to be bigger and you have to be stronger and um, in much better physical condition. And and, and speaking to physical condition. Um, it always seems, and and it happened to some of the greats. You know, Kelly Jolly, she she had a, a ACL tear. You know, right at right at the beginning of one of her seasons. I know a lot of other student athletes who have went through similar injuries. What can you do uh, in working with your training staff there uh, at Livingston to really be able to condition these young ladies? Uh, not only just for the endurance of a of a very physical game, as you said, uh, but do some preventative things in order to get their bodies stronger, so we don't have those catastrophic injuries. Right. Well, I think a lot of it is conditioning. You know, it's the it's physical. It's it's you know what they eat, 
what how they rest a lot of things and um you know we've been blessed with great trainers um over the years and who will do the preventative training with them you know whether it's you know the stretching and all those things um but that that again that's a necessary thing and i um you know when i talk to my my high school teammates from the ice age we talk about um how uh you know, we weren't we weren't built for this, and that's why we hurt now, like we do. And, and you know, the knees don't work and the feet don't work because we played and played through college and all that. And and we, and we joke about it, um, but you know, our bodies weren't made for it. And even, and now, as I said, it's just so much more physical and so much faster. And so you you've got to you've got to do all of it. I mean, you've got to stay abreast of the of what you need to be doing with the preventative and and keep them in the weight room and keep their strength up and and lecture them on what to eat and everything because it's just a different world. Talking about the the weight room and and uh, we are talking with Livingston Academy head girls basketball coach coach Leslie Riddle uh, here on Inside the Coach's Headset on ucsportsnation.com that is sponsored by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at area code 931 931- Five two eight seven zero seven nine for all your insurance needs, Coach. Talking about the weight room again. In your estimation, who, in terms of, of lifting weights, working out, what's the most weight you've ever seen one of your players do within a within a workout? I don't know. I don't even know how I would answer that. Um... I, a lot of times we don't do, you know, how much it's, you know, it's the reps or something like that. So, of course, it depends on the, it depends on the year, depends mm-hmm. on the exercise, depends on, um, you know, what your goal is with that particular kid. I mean, some kids don't need to gain any more big muscles. You know, they just need to lean, lean themselves up a little bit. And, um, so I, I don't know. I, some kids really get into it and try really hard and others you gotta, it's like pulling teeth to get them to come to the weight room. So, um, that's a tough question. I, I've never even really, I'm, unlike football, we don't keep a chart and you know try to keep up with with everything. So I, I just don't I don't know the answer to that. Well, you know, the reason why I'm asking is it's just basically we have seen uh, girls in terms of players just the inside game they've gotten bigger, and I'm not talking in terms mm-hmm. of weight, just. They, they they are just larger human beings. That's just all there right. is to it. And and right. you know I, I have seen uh, so many who just I'm thinking, good lord, she can bench press me, you know, with, right. with her eyes closed. Right. So uh, just curious, uh, kind of wrapping up. Well, we, Go ahead. I'm sorry. We we've never been blessed with very big players. I mean, we don't. I mean, if we have a five ten post player you know that's a big one for us so we're not one of those that's been blessed very often with uh with one of those big bruisers that you're talking about i'd love to have one (laughs) (laughs) uh kind of wrapping up here coach uh, if if um if you could sum up your coaching career in just a few words, and by no means do I hope that it's anywhere near over because you are a a, a standard of excellence excellence in this in this area for sure. Um, but if but if you could kind of sum it up as it is as it stands right now, uh, 
what would you describe it as as being thus far? Yeah, I don't know that I can answer that one. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I really, <laughs> I'm not sure that's something that I'll be answering. Maybe that's something somebody else will answer when when I'm, when I finally am finished. So I, I don't know. Well, and and I'm sure that uh, there's going to be a, a lot of people who's going to say uh, legend. And, and and someone who's who's built a whole lot of um, young ladies who have been able to to be outstanding uh, women and, and members of society for sure. So um, there's nothing wrong with saying that you don't know because that just is a is a tribute to how humble you are as far as a as a coach goes. So uh, I want to thank you very much for for joining us. Uh, thank you for cutting your teeth with us as far as mm-hmm. being on a, being on a podcast. So I really appreciate your time, uh, coach. Uh, we've been talking with Livingston Academy girls head basketball coach, Leslie Riddle here on inside the coach's headset. Uh, coach, thanks very much. Really hope we get to talk to you uh, later on down the road and good luck and hope that uh, everything starts up for you probably really soon here. If you're not already. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for the kind words. Head basketball coach at Livingston Academy, Leslie Riddle. Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the Coach's Headset.